Welcome to episode 37 of the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we're going to play the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu horror role-playing game from Chaosium based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe is Roy Arroyo. If anything else goes wrong, I'm going to have to kill the radio star. Brian is Jack Whiteside. I always get shotgun. And Matt is Dan Williams. I'm feeling something moving in this church, and I'm pretty sure it ain't the spirit of the Lord. Just think of baseball. <laughs> Grandma naked. Grandma naked. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing great. Oh, that's good to hear, guys. What, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Stone IPA. Uh, I'm drinking water because it's good for you. I'm drinking Ice. water also. False facts. I am also drinking water with a little bit of cherry juice in it. because If you notice, you. Brian's an alcoholic. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of is. My name's Brian. Well, it's because I'm going to a party in a little bit here, so. What's the address of that party? (laughs) (laughs) Before we begin, let's uh, look at some letters from beyond. We only have one today, but it's a very important one. It's Mm -hmm. on Reddit from a user named Southern Northeast, and here she says, I live in the heart of Lovecraft country. Quite literally have been to most of the locations you have mentioned. Deerfield, New Hampshire is terrifyingly close, and we're Chester, Massachusetts is pronounced Worcester. Worcester, Mass. Worcester, Mass. So there is our lesson for today. Nice. I'm sure we we said Worcester for (laughs) many an episode. Oopsie daisy. Ah, well, we're just not. uh, That's it for this week's episode of the Massachusetts tapes. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to make a quick announcement. Just like every other podcast on the market, we're on the verge of launching a Patreon page. While we recognize that not everybody can contribute, if you can, then we'll make it worth your while with features like access to original fiction, our funny commercials, group activities like playing Xbox with us online, watching Matt play indie games on YouTube, opportunities to participate in the podcast directly like naming NPCs or possibly even guest starring on an episode. We also plan to offer merchandise like stickers, mugs, and shirts with cool stuff on them like hashtag taco fish Woo, taco fish follow us on facebook or twitter for up-to-date announcements when that launches meantime we also implore you to take five minutes to rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using but especially itunes so we can attract more sponsorship opportunities and fund our efforts because although itunes we... is stupidly important for there's some godforsaken reason <laughs> Although we spend about two hours a week recording each episode, it actually takes about eight to 12 hours per week to edit, upload, post, and promote it. So anything you can do to help us out will ensure that the level of quality and consistency you've come to expect will remain such. Thank you in advance. Thank you. See, I just don't expect any quality at all, and that way every single week I'm pleasantly surprised. Yay! We have a podcast. Really low. Anything is above what you were expecting. So I do my best to sabotage this podcast, but it hasn't worked. (laughs) Keep up the good work. All right, before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Question: Can you have too many guns? Answer: Of course not. As long as the threat of those stinking libtards exist on God's green earth, you can never have too many guns. Yeah, all these shootings, they is tragic, but you know what to stop them? More guns! Guns forever! Yee-hoo! With our instant delivery service, all you have to do is yell, SHOTGUN! And within 15 seconds or less, we'll have a fully loaded 12-gauge in your paws with the trigger halfway there. 
Save time, save lives, save your right to bear arms. Here's some good news, folks. Our service has just expanded. Now we also deliver AR-15s, all makes and models of pistols, lever-action rifles, rocket launchers, miniguns, grenade launchers, and a variety of ammo for each and every one. Using our revolutionary technology, powered by my brother sitting outside on the porch. You know, he's got, uh, he's got some good ears, you know? Mm -hmm. We can pinpoint your approximate location in an instant. Once we know where you are and what you're looking for, we can expedi... Expedi... Expedent... Fast deploy one of our trained... Uh, curry... 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 Uh, delivery boys uh, to get you your precious gun and ammo to wherever you may be. Please note that our service is still in the testing phase, and deliveries will not be possible outside of our testing zone of Leland, Texas. But if you are in Leland, just remember, point your mouth to hold to the sky and yell shotgun to get any gun your heart desires delivered to you in 30 seconds or less. We'll see all you freedom-loving, gun-toting, constitution-defended Americans in Leland, Texas for the inauguration of Shotgun Instant Gun Delivery Service. Try us today for free. Sponsored in part by the Leland, Texas Local Government and Sheriff's Department. And we're back. That, oh my god. Can we get... We need to work harder, guys. We have some really questionable sponsors here on the right? Lovecraft tapes, right? I hate my life. Uh, yeah, that book the is book? gone, though, so we can move on. <laughs> we blew it up. It's okay. I know, we're sellouts, but girls are going to do. Paid? All right, and now we continue Chapter 5, Hell House. Previously on the Lovecraft tapes. After listening to Don Eller's haunting words regarding Kelly Landrum's final days on Earth, the investigators experience a collective flashback to their separate pasts. When they recover, the young girl has fled home at nearly the same moment a sudden storm gathers over Leland, Texas. They flee to the screen door inn for a quick respite, waiting for twilight to arrive. Near dark, in clear violation of Chief Weaver's warning, the three drive to Leland Free Evangelical Church and decide to search the building. Dan recovers some interesting financial papers, but is unable to translate the figures. Roy explores the rear of the building and is soon swallowed by a sinister darkness. Jack searches the exterior, looking for a subcellar that doesn't exist, yet finds more than expected when a hand clamps on his shoulder. And now we continue episode 37. It is early evening, Saturday, October 21st, only three days until Hell House opens to the public. Jack, you're standing in the waning twilight at the corner of the church, peering toward the drive when you see a police vehicle pull up behind your borrowed Oldsmobile. To warn your compatriots inside, you decide to pound loudly on the side of the building. Just then, a voice behind says, How may I help you, son? I turn around quickly, take a jump back. Standing directly behind you is obviously a preacher of some sort. I may have a picture here for you. Ooh. Who's this guy? <laughs> I don't know, but he looks like he's out of a bad video game. I believe that may be Pastor Weaver. And he is holding an umbrella. You can hear the rain pattering on it as you are being drenched in the downpour. Mm -hmm. he's, he's looking at you quizzically. Are you Pastor Weaver? What, why, yes, I am. Do you know of my work? Actually, we do. Do you mind if we get in and out of this rain? I've got a couple of, of uh, gentlemen inside. We'd just like to talk to you for a few moments if you have time. Well, I think that'd be just delightful. Uh, what, what is your name, sir? And here, come come on up under the umbrella. Get yourself dry. 
Thank you, I appreciate that. My name is Special Agent Whiteside from the FBI. Oh, FBI, I see. Uh, no, 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 the FBI. Okay, not the IC? No, there's no FBI. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't see without an I. Well, you can. You can. There's no I in team. <laughs> Yes, but if you rearrange the letters, you do get a me. Well, well, Mr. Whiteside, uh, what is the FBI doing in uh, Leland, Texas? This is quite unusual. I'm sorry, I can barely hear you with all this radio. You mind if we step inside real quick? Well, yeah, why, why not you come on in the, uh, and we'll have ourselves a nice cup of tea. Oh, that is so nice of you. I appreciate that. All I right. can definitely use one. Well, why don't you come on around this way? It's a little bit shorter around this way. And he takes you back around the, uh, the back yes, side of the church. Yes, he does. And uh, he keeps up a, a bit of a chatter mm-hmm. as you walk back around the building towards the front mm-hmm. of the entrance. I'm just listening. Roy and Dan. The impeccable timing of Dan opening the doorway to the darkened corridor just as Roy hurtles out of the blackness results in a bodily collision which ends with both of you tumbling to the ground, breathing heavily, lying face to face on the floor just to the left, (laughs) stage right, of the dais. Why don't you go ahead ahead and roleplay that face to face? (laughs) Nice and breathing heavy. I'll lean in for a kiss. Uh, I'm going to reach up and put my hand in between his face and mine so that he kisses my hand instead. Oh, sorry. I thought that you were somebody else. Who else could I possibly be, Roy? And who the hell would want them to kiss you? Or uh, you David Hasselhoff, or... that's keep, who. Keep in oh. mind, guys, uh, you are breathing heavily. <laughs> now you've done it. Don't open that can of worms, man. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I told you that I could jump really well. Look, I don't know if you found anything interesting on your side, but I definitely think I found something interesting on my side. Well, they got a real clean bathroom. You're having this discussion still lying on top of each other? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Tell you what, Roy, why don't you get the fuck off of me and we can... Uh, no. Just at this point... <laughs> and just then you hear the a door open. I'm going to reach and, up and, and push you hear, against him as hard as I can to get him off. And you hear a voice before you can do that that says, Pastor Weaver? Shit. And you recognize the voice, Dan. Oh, fuck. It sounds like Steve Ellis. Dan, who is it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to, to push Roy off of me so that I can uh, will not be underneath him in such an awkward position that people might take things in a certain way when they are not that certain way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, not at all. Just, you know, we're, uh, we are in Texas, and I wouldn't, not, I, I wouldn't want to get stuck in that position. I'm going to push Roy off of me. I'm going to stand up and uh, look towards the door that opened and be like, oh, hey, uh, Steve, right? And Roy, what are you doing? Put your pants uh, back on, Roy. <laughs> I'm going to brush myself off, and then I'll get up, and I'll... Uh, Hail Dan. All right, uh, so Dan, you see uh, Steve Ellis just standing there with a book under his arm. He gives you a quizzical look. He's like, is that Mr. Williams? How you doing there? Hey, uh, doing good. Um, stopping by with my friend Roy here. We figured we'd uh, see if we could catch Pastor Weaver. Oh, is he not around? Not that we can see. I mean, we've been hanging out here hollering around, but no one seems to have come. So I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. He said he was going to go for a quick walk. He usually does uh, that about this time of night. 
Oh, maybe then we'll get lucky and he'll come back. He walks up the pew uh, aisle towards you, and he's just kind of looking at you, between you and Roy, you and Roy. So, uh, what are you doing out here this time of day? Oh, I'm just turning a book, you know. He he generally has the uh, uh, the inn on all the good reads around here, you know, just some oh. nice, nice churching. We also like a little bit of history. So yeah, I got this know. here. Uh, you ever see this? And uh, he shows you the cover of the book, and for just a moment you see my, my life. life. <laughs> but you blink. And it clearly says the history of Egypt. Oh, Egypt. Uh, great civilization. Uh, spent some time in uh, college before I uh, decided to go into security, looking into history and religion. Really, really interesting structure, that civilization. It's because he's a nerd. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, you know, I couldn't get to college, but uh, I'm trying my best to keep up. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Where about you go to college? They have a good football team. Uh, I went to college uh, back back in my hometown, Arkham. Arkham. Oh, where's that at? Uh, it's a it's a small town up up in Massachusetts. Oh, is that up near Boston, about fifty miles? Yeah, let's Can't you let's tell go with that. Yeah, you sound like you're about fifty miles from there. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go with that. Well, that's good. That's good. I, you know, I, East Coast schools, uh, they got some good teams up that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Arkham was never one for, for being big into sports, but we had a really nice library. Oh, maybe I should get up there and read some of them books. Yeah, I must say, though, I'm uh, you know not a fast reader. Yeah. I like taking oh, my yeah. time, you know? Nothing wrong with taking your time. And just then, the front door opens again, and you see, to the assistance of the tubular bells, Pastor Weaver... And mm-hmm. Jack Whiteside under the same umbrella. Get a broom. <laughs> We're in it. And they quickly get in out of the rain, and Pastor Weaver shakes off his umbrella, kind of looking quizzically up the aisle towards you guys and Steve Ellis. And uh, he's like, he gives a nod. He's like, Steve, you bring some friends? Steve's like, no, no, they, they was here already. Yeah, we're not friends. Hey, boys, look who I found. It's the pastor. Uh, you, so you are Pastor Weaver. Um, oh, these, these friends of yours, uh, Mr. Whiteside? Yeah, they are colleagues and friends, I would say. Well, uh, why don't you uh, boys come on back to my office? We'll have a, a quick little sip of tea. That would be fantastic. Steve, I see you brought my book back. Uh, just, you know, set that up on the dais, and I'll, uh, I'll dig up something for you tomorrow. Okay. Puts the dais, uh, book up on the dais, and then uh, hightails it out of the church. Well, uh, how do you boys take your tea now? I take it as coffee. <laughs> all right, all right. I can, I can do coffee, too, if you like. It is a little bit chilly out there. However you take it's fine with me. All right, well, why don't you come on back in my office? I got a couple chairs back there, and we'll have a sit down. All right, I'll and do that. He leads that. you back to his office and indicates the chairs, and uh, he has a little coffee pot, electric coffee pot. Shotgun. <laughs> He's like, I, I just got to run over to the bathroom and uh, get some water, and uh, we'll make up something. I'll be right back. And he leaves the office. The three of you are in there. Well, I didn't find anything outside except for the pastor, which I was not expecting. You guys have any luck? I got caught in this dark corridor that I escaped from by with my pure machismo. Hmm. What do you mean so dark was, corridor? Well, I, I went down this hallway to like just check it out, and I went to the bathroom, and oh, it was the best bathroom, dude. Oh. But when I came out, like I, it was just nothingness. It was spooky. Oh. I might have so, experienced that once or twice myself. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. Uh, something's not right here. You mean at the church? Yeah, idiot. Now there's no no need for name calling, bitch. <laughs> Since you two seem to clearly want to argue, we'll have to get to that later. 
I had a chance to actually snoop around this office before he came back, and I found a couple of interesting things. One, I'm going to reach into my inner coat pocket and pull out a key. This key unlocks that filing cabinet over there, which I'm pretty sure holds all the financial records for the church. And I'm not an accountant, so I couldn't make heads or tails of it. But maybe if we could find someone who is an accountant, we could, I don't know, snap some photos and see what they have to say about where this church is getting its funds from and where it's going. Some sort of hint. Oh, a guy named Gabriel Deschenzo. We could give him a call. Uh, thanks, thanks. But uh, no need to call that handsome-sounding man because <laughs> I, I, I know a little bit of accounting. I, I don't know a ton, but I could try. All right. Second, I found uh, a really interesting book in here called "The Book Over the Passover Angel," and it was autographed by someone named John Balfour. I'm not sure if that has anything to do with him, but from what I glanced at it, it seemed like a really unusual book to me. Not something. Ooh. Where, where was this book located? It's right on the desk. Okay. This is this the book right here? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I pick it up and I just start flipping through it. And just then, the reverend comes back with three cups of hot water. Four cups, actually. And he has some tea bags. And yes, he does. He has some uh, <laughs> Sanka. Mmm. Sanka. I hope you don't mind, but uh, we, we we keep it simple around here. So um, I just ha- I don't have any, uh, you know, brood stuff or nothing fancy like that. I hope you don't mind. Take what you that like. Is, that is much more than okay. Thank you so much. I, I see you uh, You found my book there. Yeah, this is quite interesting. Hey, Dan, take a look at this. I hand it over to Dan. Are, are you a fan of uh, Reverend Balfour? Never heard of him until uh, this book here. What kind of work does he do? Well, he, he proclaims to be a reverend. You know, he has some very uh, unique ideas about uh, the church. He's <laughs> what you might call uh, one of them, what do you call them, split a faction group type people. Uh, but he does have some interesting theories in that book. Uh, you're welcome to borrow it if you like. Oh, thank you. Just um, please return it because he did sign it for me, and uh, I don't want to lose it just in case he stops by one of these days. Uh, that, w- that would be somewhat embarrassing, wouldn't it? So what can I help you boys with? Officer Arroyo had a few questions for you. Well, Thanks. certainly. Thanks. I'm happy to answer anything you like. Oh, let me um figure some names out. Kelly mm. Landra was the dead girl. I, I see that now. Uh He's Pastor Weaver. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he was Flo. So, Father, are, are you any, any associated or any any kinds of interactions with that haunted house going on? Well, well certainly, yes. Uh, that, that is uh, being run by our church. We, we hope to bring in a little bit of money, you know, to help the, fill the coffers of the church. Well, are you aware of the Kelly Landrum Incident. Oh yes, that poor, poor girl. You know, if she if she hadn't sinned, I'm sure this stuff wouldn't have caught up with her. I don't know. I, I've the, been, the devil will I've get been, his due. I've been unable to get much information out of the people there. So how how about c- could you summarize what your story is with what happened there? I uh, well, I have no story. I don't spend a whole lot of time at the house per se. Um, I have my my people do that. Lots of volunteers. I stop by occasionally and see that they're doing a pretty good job. You know, I basically just run the church and try to keep hands off for the most part. Well, from your people, have mm-hmm. you heard any kind of mysterious happenings there? Because Oh, my Lord. I mean, other than Kelly, I mean, that was a tragedy. But, you know, she was a very troubled girl. So I haven't heard of anything else. Well, we've run into some troubling things, to say the least, there. Oh, uh, like like what? You've been inside the house? Well, I believe the downstairs portion had some uh, 
Well, it doesn't you know, open to the public just yet. We got a couple days left. Well, it's not that kind of thing. It's a supernatural goings-on, Father. Really? Well, that is most interesting. I, I have not heard of anything. I have a question for you, sir. Well, certainly, my son. In some of the reports that we have received... Reports? Mm-hmm. Through the local police department. Like from my brother? Correct. So you, you know Chief Weaver? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. We, there was some writing that she had written on the wall or somebody had written on the wall. And when we asked the, the people there working that have been there from day one, they said there was no such. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. Like I said, I stick to the church, so I'm not certain of anything like that. I hadn't heard okay, anything. Okay, so you're not like managing them or anything. You're just... Oh, my Lord, no. You I just sponsor it. Essentially, it is a fundraiser for the church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Father, I just wanted to clarify that that you didn't have any part in that. Oh, Lord, no. I try to keep hands off. And particularly since uh, Kelly's demise, you know, I'd rather keep uh, arm's length for the time being. I don't want to stir up any kind of controversy. Mm -hmm. If I may, Father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You should probably be more involved. That place is probably and likely giving your church a bad name by being associated with it. How, how so? Press doesn't like a girl dying. Well, no, but I mean, that that was a pretty cut and dried. I mean, if you had only met her father, I think you'd understand completely. I've met him. Oh, you had the misfortune to meet Mitch, huh? Yes, and press doesn't like it if uh, they find out that there's cover-ups upon cover-ups happening <sighs> in that house. Well, I never. I'm, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I don't. I don't like this line of inquiry. No disrespect, Father. I'm just stating what I've found. Well, I, I can understand that, sir. And you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we would be most delighted to have you folks on the day of opening. Not the day of reckoning, I take it. Well, I wouldn't. Little inside joke. We try not to take those kinds of things literally, my son. Mm-hmm. Well, we do appreciate your time. We'll be on our way. If you think of anything or something comes up or if anybody working there contacts you with any concerns, please let us know right away. Well, I certainly will. And I I urge you to tell what you told me to my brother. I'm sure he'd be most interested. We definitely will fill him in. All right. Well, you boys have a good evening and be careful out there. The weather's uh, pretty nasty. Well, thank you so much for your time. You have a great evening. All right. You too. You too. You as well. Goodbye. God be with you. See you soon. I'm also here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I get up. I clear everything off his desk and drag him over it. Where are they? Oh, and uh, Mr. Williams, I think yes. I think I will be needing that book back, if you don't mind. Oh, no. No problem at all. All I'll right. Hand him well, the book you, back. you boys have a good stay here in Leland, and uh, I hope your travels back home are safe. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, Give the two guys a look, and we head to the car. So you're back in the uh, 78 Oldsmobile. Backseat, middle on the hump, I called it. (laughs) Oh, you really like grinding that hump, don't you? I'm feeling a little hungry. How about we head down to that uh, diner? I could eat. See what we can't figure it out. I said I could eat. Yeah. I'm going to start the car up, pull out of the church, and start heading towards the diner. As you drive, a few flashes of lightning indicate the storm is only intensifying. But again, it's nothing that Dan hasn't seen a hundred times over. He's used to it. Been there, contented cow. Who boy was that? Store. Neither of us were there. You don't need to keep talking about yeah. it. It's not all about you, son. And uh, I was almost struck by lightning and blown up like three or four times. Oh, wow. What a, what a cool guy. 
I didn't even Roy. ever look at the explosions. Roy, maybe so I got shot in the face home. once. You arrive to the uh, diner, and the first thing you notice, there's hardly anybody there. There's like one old dude sitting at the uh, far end of the counter. Flo is the only one who's working the uh, tables. Uh, you also <laughs> notice, uh, Roy, one of the lights is out in back. There's a fluorescent lighting that's sort of flickering occasionally in a very arrhythmic pattern, plunging the kitchen into darkness every few seconds. I elbow him and I go, watch out, Roy, it's a dark hallway. Uh, oh, don't worry, we have his machismo to get us out of there. Oh, that's right. You should bottle that. Well, they uh, they actually have a burger tonight that's with extra machismo. <laughs> I don't need that. Extra machismo? Six? No, it's machismo. Oh, man. It's not yours, it's mine. So Flo comes up and takes your order. Mm-hmm. Asks you if uh, anything's going on. What's new, boys? Just trying to piece it all together, Flo. Ooh, piece, huh? Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like a nice hot piece. Mm-hmm. Me too. Speaking of that, you got that uh, lobster mac and cheese? I certainly do. Mm, I will have the biggest plate you have. You got it, hon. How about you, know you boys? I'll have the uh, machismo burger with extra machismo, please. Absolutely. You, you want pickles on it, that? You know? uh, yes, please, man. Just one big pickle? <laughs> And how about you, Mr. Arroyo? How, what would you like tonight? I'll have a can of eggs and uh, lemonade. Coming right up. And she whips it up for you. Real lickety split. Licking what? As you guys eat, the old man at the end of the counter kind of gives you some weird looks. I look back at him and go... <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk up to him. I'll confront him. Hey, do it, Gabe. I mean, Roy. All right. What's up, Petunia? Why you keep looking at us? <laughs> My name's not Petunia. Okay, Tulip, why you keep looking at us? How'd you know my name? <laughs> Just a guess, you know? Everybody's got tulips, don't they? No. I get why you're looking at us now. All right, and he just kind of ignores you. Hey, hey. <laughs> Trying to eat here. Is this some, some problem? There's no problem. Flo, uh, who are these guys? Oh, they're just some out-of-towners. Uh, they mean you no harm. Hey, Roy, let's put a plan together for tomorrow. I feel like if I keep badgering this guy, I'll get something. Probably a sock in the mouth. We've already broken so a nose on this old. trip. And that's when Jack notices the old man's not wearing any socks. <gasps> See? Oh. See, I told you he was a weirdo. And Flo, Flo comes up to uh, Dan, and she's like, uh, Hey, hon, uh, t- tell your friend to back off. Uh, that's just uh, old man Cleaver. He just lives on the outside of town. He's nothing. Tulips Cleaver. He's just a lonely old man ever since his oh, wife died. Oh. And no problem. Roy, get your sad ass over here. We have planning to do. No. No. I do what yes. I want, and I'll go as far away as I possibly can from them in the, as, while staying in the restaurant, and I'll Keep stand up. crossed. No, I'm not doing it. So, hey, Roy, if you come over here and sit down and plan with us, I'll give you a sucker. All right, I'll go do that. <laughs> Deal. All right, you guys huddle up, and uh, Roy's sucking on the sucker. And, that's, that's code for a Gumby. Oh. I'll get you a couple uh, uh, root beer floats on the house. Oh. Thank you, Flo. That's meal. very sweet. And just I'll lean over to Flo. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. whisper over like, hey, yeah. the dumbass, mm-hmm. white side, yeah. he thinks you're hot. Well, you know, you can tell him I think he is too. And she slips you a, a little cootie catcher. Gross. Oh, a cootie catcher. Cootie catcher. <laughs> <laughs> cootie catcher. All right, Roy. Tomorrow? Why don't you take the lead on this? I'm not sure where we go next. We, we've we kind of okay. hit a brick wall. All right, white side. So you ask her to dinner, and then I'll, like, wingman in, and I'll punch Dan in the face so she'll think that we're dummies. <laughs> and then she'll think you look better by comparison. 
I think you guys are all set. I think I think I'm winning no matter what. Look, I don't know about you guys, but I'd put twenty bucks on the fact that Pastor Weaver is currently on the phone with his brother, telling him what just happened. Which means it's not going to be long before he comes down on us, pretty angry for directly ignoring what he told us. Oh well, if you recall, I was the guy that almost followed the rules in this one. I believe we did contact our home base and have them send the proper paperwork over, letting them know that actually we are in control. Roy, did you not make that call? He was about to, and then uh, got interrupted. Yeah. Why don't you make See, that call right now, Roy? Okay, fine. I'll he got make her voicemail, that actually. Call. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yep, got her voicemail. All right, so it should be here in the morning. We should be fine. Uh, you want to call again just to be safe? It's like a different time zone. I don't want to yeah, do that. It's like math. afternoon there. It's weird. We should probably call. It's actually later, right? <laughs> East Coast? Uh, yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. We're in Japan, right? She'll, I'll just get a voicemail again. Skin Skin likes to work dumb hours. Mm-hmm. What are we doing tomorrow? Hopefully not getting thrown in Texas jail. Well, let's focus on the positive. He said not, idiot. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't positive. help our investigation focusing on what may or may not happen. We want to maybe go find where Kelly lived. Maybe we can get into her house, check out her room, see if there's anything in there. Oh, yeah. Breaking an enter is good to add on to this. <laughs> a likey. Maybe we can bribe Mitch with, I don't know, a bottle of something. Did they Ooh. live together? Yeah, I don't even know if she lived at home. Yeah, she lived at home with her father. Okay. Yeah, okay. I say we can't. It can't hurt to try. Maybe we pick should bring a, a bottle. bottle of, yeah. Maybe as an apology, be our foot in the door. What do you guys think? I think it's the only place we really have to go right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone seems to be t- in totally in denial about any of this. Yeah, there's somebody's the covering up something, who, or everybody's covering yeah. up something. Maybe while we're there looking in our room, we can get something out of Mitch. Oh. Mm. Did, what, did we take those accounting crap or what? Did we take pictures or? No, I thought oh, I took pictures for later. I think you took pictures of the book. I know I took pictures of something. I don't remember. Yeah, but dick pics don't help us right now, boy. Are you kidding me? I call this thing the Python, and you don't want to. I do not recall whether or not you Gosh. actually took pictures of the documents. I think you. I don't think so. I I do recall that you did take pictures of the book and the spine and the title and all that. God do, damn. Do you guys remember anything? Uh, anything in the wiki? Yeah, I don't think we did take pictures of the paperwork. I doubt it. We'd have to break in again and look at him. Well, we should try. Yeah, I thought I, it did sort of strike me as odd, uh, Dan's actions. So, because I, I remember explicitly saying, "Do you do you take those or put those back?" And you were mm-hmm. like, "I put I put them back." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right." Uh, all right. Well, we know that, well, actually, that's that's not too bad of a thing. Um, because Steve told me that the pastor likes to take a walk the same time every day. Oh, we yeah. just happen to get there near the tail end of his walk. So if we can get there and hide out and wait for him to leave, mm-hmm. that should give us enough time to quickly get in there, open the cabinet, snap pictures of some stuff, and get out. Or we snap, can just flat out next. I mean, we could take the documents, but I have a feeling that we might get caught. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to steal anything we just want to figure this thing out okay so our plan is to buy a bottle of something go over to kelly's house bribe her father with said bottle of something check out her room while maybe talking to him about what happened and then staking out the church waiting for pastor weaver to leave when he does we can then go into the office and take pictures of the financial documents and this is tomorrow's plan right correct yeah and let me remind you tomorrow is sunday Oh. Okay, well, okay, so we're going to do some wacky bullcrap. Well, he's doing his church sermon. Sermon. 
I know it. I'm the Catholic one. You're the voodoo guy. <laughs> we'll like sneak into the back and I'll beat up the guards that they will probably have. Or I'm not sure there was Dan a back can door. disguise himself as a good Christian. And then what, Jack, you can run in with like your flaming smoke skull and like <laughs> Uga Chaka all over the place and distract them. Or Dan could maybe attend the service and excuse himself to use the bathroom. But instead of going to the bathroom, go to the office. You stick behind while he's out saying goodbye. I can set the church on fire. <laughs> well, that's probably going to raise a little bit more issues than we have right now. Maybe one of you could uh, stall him outside just just to give me that little bit of extra time. Got to get him started first. Somebody say stall. I yes, Roy, we know Roy that your middle is name the is stall. Stalling. Roy the stall Arroyo is what right. they called him first, back in the academy. Let's do it early, though. First service. First service, probably about 8.30 or 9 a.m. Yeah, noon. <laughs> No, that's Catholic for service. All right, I, I like this plan because I get to stall him, so yes. I like this plan. Yes, maybe some apologies thrown in there. No, shaking his hand but not letting go. Maybe do a jerk in every once in a while when he's shaking I didn't his hand. Do anything wrong? That was you. You called no, him sir, just not father. Just because you didn't do anything wrong doesn't mean an apology is not warranted. That's not it makes even... the other person feel good, which knocks them off balance. That's not what's good stalling is. Stalling is you're supposed to create an argument. You're right. I am so sorry. I know. Uh, hey, did you were, did you graduate first in your class for stalling like I did? I apologize, Roy. You are correct. Yeah, you better. All you have to do is insist that the prequels were the best set of Star Wars films, and you'll be going for hours. We'll have all the time we need. And then we'll have, <laughs> like, screwed. four episodes based around those conversations. <laughs> It's shaping up that way. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye to Flo. Well, uh, you know, we'll be closing up here in a little bit, Mr. Whiteside. Maybe I'll you. swing by your room a little bit later? I think that might just be fine. Maybe we could have a nightcap. Well, that'd be just lovely. It's been a long day. Mm-hmm. I'll Dan. just disable all the security cameras. <laughs> hey, Dan. Not like I can see through the screen door walls. And <laughs> nah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny, you got an extra Jimmy? I only carry the extra large ones. It might be a bit big for you. But... Rip the screen and feed it through. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Roy uh, retire to the bedroom. <laughs> not together. Not together. Oh. Not together. <laughs> we had that lovely kiss earlier. They realized something after that bathroom incident. <laughs> And uh, Flo shows up at uh, Jack Whiteside's room, and we'll fade the scene there. Oh, you smell oh. like meatloaf. I'll wake up from my nap and watch. <laughs> Pulls up a chair to the screen wall. <laughs> Got he's, the popcorn. He's eating jello. I'm going to pull up a chair next to him. So you bring the lotion. <laughs> uh, how are we going to do this? Back to back or what? <laughs> you do me, I'll do you. <laughs> Dead man's <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right. Sunday morning. It's easy. It's easy like Sunday morning. Flo obviously departs Jack's motel room very early because she has a shift at the uh, diner. But she does arrange to have some uh, bagels and cream cheese Ooh. and some hard-boiled eggs, enough for the three of you guys to have a nice little repast. As you guys are enjoying a, a very simple breakfast, but still pretty damn good, Roy gets a text on his phone from Skinner, and it says... Have you seen this? And I'm going to share something. It's a picture of her missing cat. And this is a, a Reddit posting. 
on the East what? Texas. He's browsing Reddit at work. That's very unprofessional. The East the Texas subreddit. Roy, why don't you go ahead and summarize that for us? Kelly's death covered up. LelandChronicle.com. <laughs> this is bullshit. I knew Kelly better than anyone, and she was not suicidal. Sure, she was screwed up, but she had kicked the meth, found Jesus, and was getting her shit together. And who kills themselves by cutting their own throat? I would have heard the truth if the brother of the pastor of the Leland Evangelical Church wasn't the one investigating Kelly's death. They're hiding something. Call or email Chief Weaver and tell him that he needs to get off his fat ass and investigate like a real police. And this was submitted on 22nd October 2.27 a.m by Kelly Truth. So it was earlier this morning, just a few hours ago. And there are two comments. Matt, you read the first one? First one is from Jesus is my codependent. Now, I know you're sad and angry, but you were wrong. Kelly did kill herself. My sister's a volunteer at the Hell House, and she saw the crazy stuff she wrote on the wall about Satan. Hell, she took pictures. I will try to get them off her iPhone. And after that, there's a comment by Rainbow Viper. I don't know what happened to Kelly, but I volunteered as a carpenter in that house for a week, and it's haunted. I always felt like I was being watched. While I didn't see anything, I nearly cut off my fingers with a bandsaw when something pushed me, and there wasn't anyone else around. I never worked anywhere that creeped me out like that. <laughs> In addition to Skinner's comment, it, uh, have you seen this? She also says the paperwork you guys need will be coming on Monday. Oh, shit. So you should have it by Monday noon. Hey, Roy, how about we sign in and we just PM uh, both Kelly Truth and Rainbow Viper. Maybe we can get something out of them. I mean, they don't have to meet us in person. That'd be nice, but they might be willing to spill a little bit more behind the anonymity they get on the internet. See if they want to um, IM you guys so it's private. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. You do it during church. So you're telling me I should stop making my notification ringtone Highway to Hell by AC. <laughs> well, that's me. Just one second. <laughs> So I'm going to sign into my Reddit account. Not for real, guys. You don't really have to. What is your Reddit screen name? Long Duck Dong. Hey, how'd you know that? Oh, gosh. Now I have to make one up. Five hours later. I'm going to sign in under my Reddit account. PM me your bullets. PM underscore me underscore you are underscore bullets. I'm going to DM both Kelly Truth and Rainbow Viper saying that uh, I'm in town with the FBI investigating what happened to Kelly. And I was wondering if they would like to either meet in person and talk about it or just tell me anything else that they either know or suspect is going on here on Reddit just through these messages. Messages sent. Okay, right, boys. We should get now going, guys. Wait. It's getting close. Put your damn pants on, Danny. Oh. God damn, I can't believe you don't wear underwear. Hey, they're called swinging dicks for a reason. <laughs> Alright, so we get in the car. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Roy, why don't you get shotgun? No, I want to drive. I'm dropping you off so I can go to the house. Uh, fine. I'll take shotgun, needy. Mm. Roy, why don't you take shotgun? Yeah, I just said I would. I drive them to the church. I slow down to about five miles an hour and say, get out. They get out and go into the church for the sermon. Danny. Yeah. Text me progress if you could, please. If I can get away with texting in a church like this, I will be sure to do so. Hey, Roy, give them hell. I always do. All right, I speed off, burning the tires. Fuck you! <laughs> Satan shall rule this planet! No. All right. So I drive off heading towards the hell house. Right. Oh, 
Well, house has no fury like a hell house. So Jack Whiteside departs the church. Roy and Dan go inside. There, there is quite a few folks here, and there are uh, some folks that you do recognize from the haunted house. You do see Chief Weaver and Steve Ellis and Daniel Cronaborg. Aaron Martinez is there, of course. He catches uh, Roy's eye and sort of gives you a, a knowing nod. Also, Cynthia Furman, the morbidly obese, in her little scooter, her rascal. Yeah, with one of those bicycle bells on it. Yeah, so it seems like there's quite a few folks here. Ted Weaver takes the pulpit and proceeds to give a relatively innocuous sermon on the dangers of drug addiction, which seems to be very timely. And at the end of the sermon, he does remind everybody that tomorrow morning is Kelly Landrum's funeral. Uh, She will not be buried in the churchyard. Uh, She'll be buried in the community cemetery. And he will not be presiding because she killed herself and she's a sinner and she's going to hell. And he urges everyone to not attend the funeral tomorrow if they love God and hate Satan. How very Christian-like of them. The sermon wraps up. Everybody proceeds to the front door where Ted Weaver is thanking folks and shaking their hands. Cue Roy. Well, hey, uh, hey, hey, Father, how's it going? Well, how, how are you, son? Uh, I, I guess it's good to see you again. Uh, I guess oh, you're thanks. sticking around town, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm not leaving till I'm done. I never am leaving. Well, that, that, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you know, we, we are a very, very friendly community here in Leland. And, uh, oh, I couldn't tell, by the way, that everything's panned out so far. Well, uh, you, we've had our troubles, for sure. As you heard me say in the sermon today, you know, we have the a only kid, The only good person I've met all this whole trip is Kid Canada with the oh, balloon and cheese and all the dead people, you know? Yes. Well, uh, did, did you uh, learn anything in my sermon today? Oh, I learned that you're a hack, but other than that, uh, <laughs> nothing new. I do try my best, and uh, I hope uh, the word of God has reached you in some manner of respect. Well, isn't the word of God such that uh, even though someone is a sinner, they deserve a second chance? And uh, not, not our God, sir. We tend to look at the Bible in a very strict manner as God I believe himself. that's plastered all over the Bible. But, you know, who am I? I've just been a Catholic for 47-odd years, whatever. Well, you know, the Catholics do have their dark past as well, sir. I'm not debating that, but I'm saying that we do our best to overcome them. You will notice that not at any point during my sermon did I molest any children. Oh, well, I also (laughs) will notice that in your sermon, you barely had any understanding of what God's about. I guess we can agree to disagree on that, but I would certainly love to sit down and talk a little bit more of the uh, theology with you. Well, that'd be something that I'd be open to when uh, we're on, you know, different sides of that uh, thick glass window. But that's unimportant. <laughs> All right, Roy, why don't you give me? I think your your role play was pretty dang good, so I'm gonna give yeah. you. I'm gonna give you a bonus die on. Let's say. Is persuade sound right, guys? To sort of distract the pastor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. To basically assist. Persuade uh, or fast talk, I guess, whichever. Or intimidate, even. Intimidate? No, he did not role play that. Oh, okay. But I would say say persuade persuade. or or fast talk, whichever one you're more comfortable with. Yeah, Yeah, whichever one you have more points. I'm more comfortable with persuade. Okay. Then roll me some sweet, sweet dice. (sighs) Dang it. I got... I needed a 50. I got a 68. That's a Didn't fail. Didn't you say a bonus so die? So then you get a bonus die, so go ahead and roll no. a d10. Yeah, well, can that even help me? Yes. They yeah. can if you get a 10. They can. Oh, so you got a 2. Your, your so 68 you is now a 28. So you succeed. Yes. Oh, I didn't understand bonus dies then. Okay. That's a bonus die. Yep. So it changes the, the 10 
uh, I, I see now. Yep. So you have managed to essentially persuade Pastor Weaver mm-hmm. enough to keep his back turned the entire time to the pulpit. Dan slinking away towards the office. Dan, I am going to need a... Well, you know what? I'm going to delay the stealth roll until you <clears throat> leave the office. Because I think uh, the persuade helped get, get you in, and we'll delay yeah. on the way back. Uh, so you've managed to uh, enter the office, and you have the key, and you know where the file cabinet is. Walk over and unlock the filing cabinet and open it up. Um, are any of the folders, like, are the, I'm assuming, like, the folders that are in there are, like, labeled? Uh, yeah. Are they just... Yeah, the, this uh, particular set of folders is basically just labeled church business. That sounds oh, appropriately vague. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm going to pull out the uh, the file labeled church business, mm-hmm. and I'm going to quickly start snapping pictures of the pages in the file. Oh, yeah, work it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. show a little leg. More pouty face. Too much pouty face. Let's do this. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll me a E100. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm going to give you a bonus dice on this. And how many ever pages that you're able to photograph will be the I have a 61. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably about 50 pages to be done. So we'll say you're able to quickly snap, 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 snap. And because you you are Dan Williams' private eye, that uh, you're, you're able eye. to get, the, get the, all of the details. So I'm going to finish snapping. I'm going to put all the papers back, Okay. put the folder back in the cabinet, okay. close it, lock it. And then lock I'm going it. to stick the key back where I found it in the desk. Got it. Then I have to leave the office, don't I? You do indeed. <laughs> underneath the church and it, it's uh I, I believe this is gonna be a straight up stealth right uh yeah <laughs> do it guys if you fail your stealth uh for it's whatever reason and you have a pretty good stealth you got 50 no 28 no, so that's pretty shitty uh that, then then you might be uh doing a little bit of fast talk which you're even worse at <laughs> so uh go ahead and roll Spend your luck. I needed a 28 and I rolled a 76. So Push the roll. as Dan slinks out of the office, he accidentally allows the door to swing too heavily and it resounds through the church as it closes behind him. And everybody turns in the doorway. Obviously, Roy smacks his forehead, and Ted Ted looks back at you, and as does Chief Weaver, who is in the uh, doorway, and Steve Ellis as well. And you can just sort of see uh, Aaron Martinez in the back looked skyward as as if praying to uh, God. So let's cut to... Jack Whiteside, as he cruises past the haunted house. Jack, I'm going to need you to give me a spot hidden, sir. I don't see shit. I'm cruising. Cruising, baby. <laughs> Turned on the hydraulics. Totally bumping. I needed a 70. I rolled a 14. I'll spend some luck. <laughs> and that would That's be... Success. Extreme. Extreme. Extreme success. As you are driving up towards the house... You do notice that there appears to be no activity. The front door is closed and some of the tents are zipped up. So you pull in and Mm -hmm. park and get out. Mm -hmm. And then you see something in the tree line to the back of the house. Mm -hmm. It appears to be the tip of a cigarette burning. And that's where we're going to call it. Oh, come on. God Uh, damn it. He didn't get a chance to shoot it. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I didn't get a chance to get back in the car and leave and go see Flo. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this investigation. Before you died of cancer 
secondhand smoke. You died oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and launch straight into our recommendos for this week. And no. why don't we start with Bren? He wants to go. Yay! First. Just in case anybody else had this, I'm taking it. <laughs> now, to leave. I'm sure everybody's heard, unless you live under a rock, which if you do, now you're going to hear about it. Word is the word. It's called Movie Pass, and it's an app, and it's $9.99 a month. You can go see as many movies as you want in a month. Well, let me rephrase that. You can one go to one day. movie a day every single day for only $9.99 a month. Matt and I were in George actually tested this yesterday. We went and saw the Assassin's Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Yeah, the Hitman's Bodyguard. It worked. We were all very shocked that it worked. We thought we would have to cancel our subscription after trying to attend a movie. So uh, we've actually already paid for our one month subscription by going to see one movie. So every single movie the rest of this month is free. So highly suggest trying it. Um, if, if you go to at least two movies a month, it pays for itself instantly. Um, what they do is they send you a MasterCard and you use that to purchase your tickets online. And then when you go to get your tickets, you just show them the screen. They either scan it or you have a confirmation code. They type it in and they print your tickets out. So highly, highly recommend trying it to see if you like it. Um, I don't know how long it'll last. I'm assuming it's extremely popular because it took Matt an extra week longer to get his card than, than, they, than they usually do. It's usually five to seven days, but they had so many people sign up that they had to uh, bump it an extra week for him to get his card. All right, let's move on to Gaby. I got a video game. That rhymes with Gaby's. Wait, that's my department. Yeah, well, screw you. Go game, go! Okay, oh. it's, uh, it's called Death Spank. It's sort of like a top-down type role play it's not exactly top-down but it's like a third like way out third person isometric yeah sure that's a word (laughs) i didn't know that i learned a thing role-playing type thing uh, where you play death spank to try and you're and in the first one your goal is to find the artifact arbitrary the artifact the dialogue is what makes this game it is one of the funniest things i've ever heard like and some of the quests are hilarious. There's like a quest that you have to get a guy a taco. And then some of the villains are hilarious. Like, I believe it's the second one. You fight a bunch of nuns. You have to like find orphans. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's like just the most generic like hero ever. But he's also an idiot. So it's hysterical. <laughs> That's Death Spank. Well, I'll go next. And I revisited a old movie last night with the help of my wife who actually chose it. David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers. Yeah. Starring you mean Kid Canada? Kid Canada. <laughs> Dead Ringers uh, is, stars Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists who essentially have a nervous breakdown and go completely batshit crazy. This is uh, the beginning of when Cronenberg started maybe, I don't want to say Oscar Beatty, but when he started becoming a respectable filmmaker and less genre, it's, it's just an amazing movie because Jeremy Irons' performance is just mesmerizing to watch. He plays distinctly different personalities so well. Because of the gynecological framework and thematic, it is very uncomfortable to watch in a lot mm-hmm. of the scenes. Even though there's not a whole lot of gore, there are one or two set pieces that which are quite gory, but otherwise it's sort of implied because nobody wants to be poked around <laughs> down there. And well, even if you're a man or woman, it doesn't matter. It's just creepy as shit. And the custom made tools are. Yeah. 
the yeah. quality at the time. Oh, yeah, it, it it devolves into just really terrible, terrible. But it also examines the nature of uh, psychotic obsession with somebody, mm-hmm. whether or not that's your twin or someone you're in love with. Genevieve Bujol plays the love interest in this, and she's about as crazy as they are. It's just a really macabre and ultimately sad movie that has excellent performances for the time the split screen twin acting was amazing and it still really holds up so but dead ringers is a is a great cronenberg film all right matthew I'm pretty sure, oh, Jeremy, I know you and Brian probably remember. You remember those 80s cop shows and movies where it's, you know, that one single guy out on the beat working? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever really wanted to be like the hero of one of those shows? Hell yeah. No, never. Great, because I have a game that you're going to love called Beat Cop. It's a, it's a pixel, <laughs> pixel art adventure game where you play uh, a disgraced detective, now uh, Officer Jack Kelly, who has been framed for murder. And it seems like nobody around you gives a shit about any of it except for you. Yes. So you're reassigned to work this downtown street, and that's what you do by day. It's your job is to walk up and down the street, you know, chat with the business owners, deal with all the stuff that goes on there. At the same time, you're trying to investigate who framed you for murder so that you can, you know... Prove yourself innocent. And, you know, it's really, really cool. It's like a, again, isometric from the side side scrolling kind of perspective with pixel art and there's a lot more to it than you would think because it's why you're investigating you know you have things like you have ticket quotas to write for people who are either <laughs> you know people who either are over their parking meters who have problems with their tires have expired tags on license plates well, at the same time, you're dealing with multiple gangs. Okay. You have, you know, the Italian mob and you have the Mexicans and they all... I think you mean Italian. Yeah. yeah the yeah, Italian. And on. they all want uh, to, you know, bribe you and try and bring you over to their side so you work for them so they can get away with stuff. And it's... Oh, Italians. Yeah, it's really up to you to choose how you want to play. You can, you know, go all in and take all the bribes you want and, you know, make a bunch of money, but you might get in trouble for that if you get caught. You're all over the place trying to keep everything straight while trying to figure out who's trying to frame you for murder. I'm looking at a screenshot right now and the bubble over one of the officers says, my dick feels pretty sensitive right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty indicative of some of the humor in the game. It's great. Indicative? Yeah, I get it. Ha. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, MySpace, Reddit, YouTube, and MySpace, and our wiki, MySpace. <laughs> links to our recommendos can be found on our website. And our MySpace. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. If anyone knows where I can get an instant distraction, you know, let me know on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid because I'm kind of in a pinch right now. And if you want links to my AsianDate.com profile, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And I think I'm going to take up eSig, so drop me a line at, at Brian Podcast. Until next time, roll for sanity. <laughs> no. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. <laughs>